friends, welcome back to Hold Up Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Nicole, and if you're new here, hi! My podcast is a little bit of everything. I tell you wild stories about myself, things that I'm currently up to, discussions, topics, things that I just like to talk about freely and openly. Um, I like to put out of context titles to my episodes and then use my episodes to explain myself. It's not much of a science. I'm still trying to find a simple way to describe my podcast to others, but basically I just talk shit. So here we are. (laughs) I do hope that you like me enough to like and subscribe and follow and find me on Instagram and find me on YouTube and follow me through. I love making new friends, so please reach out if you can. But without further ado, I definitely want to jump into this episode because I'm pretty sure you clicked on it because you want to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Stop ordering Irish car bombs. Let me explain. Here's the thing, my friends, if you're new to the episode, if you're new to the podcast, I work at an Irish pub. I've been working at the restaurant I work at for the past five years, and I love it. I've learned so much about Irish culture. It actually aligns pretty similarly to like Spanish culture. And what I mean is that family, friends, drinking, hospitality, music, dancing, it's all very important in our culture. So although they're very different, they still sort of parallel to each other. So I have a huge respect for Irish culture and Irish pubs and all of the above. And I've learned a lot working at an Irish pub. Things like what are bangers? Why do they call them chips? Things like that. I'm not going to give you a whole Irish history lesson on anything, but I do need to discuss the do's and don'ts on what to do when going to an Irish pub. I have so many pet peeves, but these are things that have been discussed among my coworkers. These are things that I even ran by my managers who are all from Ireland, born and raised. And I sort of like ran it by them and sort of asked like, hey, I'm jumping on my podcast. I'm bringing up this topic. These are the things I've come up with. Um, I stand by these lessons and do's and don'ts because this is what I've been taught working here but do you still stand by them for me to say out loud to my audience? And they heard me out and were like, yeah, everything you're saying is basically right. Some things are like not as enforced. Um, I'll make sure to explain myself when I bring those topics up. But for the most part, thing the things that I'm bringing up aren't things that are just coming out of my ass. Like these are legitimate do's and don'ts when going to an Irish pub. So take out your notebooks, your number two pencils, and let me explain. All right, so first things first, stop ordering Irish car bombs, okay? Stop. Stop doing it when you go to an Irish pub. The shot itself is not the problem. It's the name of the shot that's the problem. And saying the name is actually offensive to the Irish community. I'm going to explain to you why. Back in the day, there was some civil conflict happening in Ireland and the IRA, which stands for the Irish Republican Army, that would place bombs in cars for like violent attacks. And it caused a lot of trauma, a lot of um, a lot of agony to, you know, to the Irish during this time. So the shot is named after those attacks. If you don't know what an Irish car bomb is, is basically a shot of Jameson and Bailey's and it's paired with a half uh, half a pint of Guinness. 
Guinness is an Irish stout. It's a dark beer. So basically what you would do is you would take the small shot, drop it in the half poured Guinness pint, causing it to splash, hence bomb, and then you take the shot altogether. It's a fun shot to take. It gets you fucked up pretty quickly. And a lot of people tend to order it when they go to pubs or even just at regular bars. But the name is actually offensive because of their history behind it. So it's not custom, like it's not like something you should do when you go to an Irish pub. And if it still doesn't really click in your brain, I'm going to give you an example. Imagine somebody from, let's say, Ireland or somebody from fucking England. Who knows? I don't know. Let's say fucking Guatemala for all I care. Goes into an American bar and orders the Twin Tower shot. Or the 9-11 shot. It's a little fucked up. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Why are you ordering a 9-11 shot? You think that you think 9-11 is a game? You think that shit deserves a celebratory shot? Like it's it's offensive. Okay. So if you're unsure, okay, well, I want to drink the shot, what do I call it? Different bars call it different things. Okay. So for example, where I work, we call it a Guinness bomb. Some other people call it an Irish bomb. It's just calling it an Irish car bomb is the problem. So when going to an Irish pub, refrain from ordering an Irish car bomb. If you want to do the actual shot, call it a Guinness bomb. And if you say that to the bartender and they look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? Then just describe it to them. And if they look at you and say, oh, Irish car bomb, well, then I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. I've just always been told that it's very insulting and bad taste to order an Irish car bomb at an Irish pub. So I'm just relaying the message. Don't do it. It's disrespectful. It's equivalent to going to a bar and ordering a 9-11 shot. We're all triggered. If you're if you've experienced 9-11 or were alive during that time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just a respectful thing. Okay, moving on. Now, speaking of Guinness, here's the thing about Guinness, okay? A proper Guinness, when you pour a proper Guinness, it takes about 119 seconds to pour. That's kind of like a minute and a half. It's a nitro beer, so it takes a long time. If you've ever been served a proper Guinness, you'll notice that, you know, it's a dark stout and it has about a two finger head. What I mean by two fingers, it's like the head, the top of the Guinness has like this white foamy layer and it should be the size of your two fingers sideways, like the measure of your two fingers side by side. Um, That's how you know the Guinness has been properly poured. Now, in order to get it to there, it takes about 119 seconds, about a minute and a half. So if you ever are at a bar and you order a Guinness and you realize that everyone has their beer but you, please understand that the Guinness takes a little while to pour. And if you want your bartender to pour properly, you're going to give them the time to pour it properly because some bartenders will purposely pour it fucked up because you're rushing the Guinness. So... Whenever you go to an Irish pub, don't rush a Guinness. Let it be poured out perfectly so that you get it the way you're supposed to get it, okay? And also when you order it, you know, respect the bartender's time frame too, okay? Just respect the process, okay? Okay. And speaking of drinks at a pub and when ordering drinks at an Irish pub, 
I shouldn't have to say it. I shouldn't. I, I really, really shouldn't. But for the love of God, do not order Irish cocktails, beers, food items in an Irish accent. Don't do it. Don't do it. And honestly, when I say this, I don't even mean just at Irish pubs. I actually mean this in any restaurant. I used to work at Chevy's Fresh Tex-Mex Grill, which in theory is not a Mexican restaurant. It's not. It's Tex-Mex. But oftentimes, you know, people will come in and just be like, oh, Mexican food. I get it. We had tacos. We had burritos. We had enchiladas. We had tamales. We had um, queso. We had um, uh, fajitas. Like we had all the things that you would typically find in a Mexican restaurant. But we were not technically a Mexican restaurant. We were Tex-Mex. Um, I don't feel like getting into the differences of that. I'll do that on another podcast. Uh, But even when I worked there, I would always get people ordering food with a Spanish accent or trying to sound like a Mexican. And I'm and and it's not to say, you know, because you just never know these days. Oh, how do you know they were Mexican? Work at a Mexican restaurant and I promise you, you will be able to tell the difference. And I'm not talking about looks. I'm not talking about behavior. I'm just, my friends, if you know, you just fucking know. Okay. When you work in the industry long enough, you start to see different sides of different people. And it's just some, sometimes it's not pretty and it's, it, and it's rude. So I, the reason why I bring this up when going to an Irish pub is because where I work at, we have Irish cocktails and there's a lot of wordplay. So for example, we have a cocktail on, it's actually, it's actually not on the menu anymore, but it's called the, it was called the Dublin Donkey. Okay. Dublin Donkey. And this cocktail is basically a Moscow mule, but the way that we make it Irish is by using whiskey instead of vodka or uh, gin. So basically it was a Moscow mule uh, with whiskey instead of gin or vodka. So we called it the Dublin donkey. And it was actually a really popular drink and an easy drink for me to sell. I cannot tell you how many times I will get an obnoxious person and say, I'm going to have a water and I'm going to have the Dublin donkey. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? what are you doing? Like, what the fuck? Like, just shit like that. Or the bangers and mosh. Like, what? I I can't even do a fucking Irish accent. But I know what they're doing. And it's like, it's disrespectful and a little racist. Like, first of all, you sound like Shrek. And Shrek was Scottish. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, my friends, if you're going to go to an Irish pub, do not order Irish items or I wouldn't even say Irish items just like don't order things attempting to do it with an Irish accent it's disrespectful I mean unless you're from Ireland and have a genuine Irish accent by all means speak freely but like just don't do it that's weird the fuck (laughs) so just like stay away from that another thing I want to point out when going to an Irish pub is please And I actually say this more towards the men. I don't mean to sound like, like I'm just circling just guys out, but I feel like this happens to a lot of men. 
Um, ironically, it's known that some girls don't know much about whiskeys, but the girls that do know about whiskeys know the difference of whiskeys. And guys, I notice a lot. And again, I only say this because I've worked at an Irish pub for over five years. So I can say this because of my experience. A lot of guys don't know the difference between different whiskeys. And that's okay because I'm still learning. But what I need to say out loud is please know the difference between your like between your Irish whiskeys, your scotches, and your bourbons. And the reason why I say this is because it is a huge pet peeve of mine and the bartenders when people come to the bar and they ask, oh, what Irish whiskeys do you have? Oh yeah, we have Tullamardew, we have Redbreast, we have Jameson, we have Bushmills, we have Patties. Like, you know, we go down the list of the Irish whiskeys we hold. Oh, so you don't have, no, what do they say? Oh, so you don't have Jack Daniels? Oh, so you don't have Crown? Oh, so you don't have uh, Jim Beam? It's like, okay, first of all, you said Irish whiskeys. I just listed five Irish whiskeys. What you're asking me, what you're saying are actually bourbons. Yes, Jack Daniels is a whiskey, but it's a Tennessee whiskey, hence making it in an American whiskey. You asked me Irish whiskeys, so I gave you Irish whiskeys. Jack Daniels is American. You know what I'm saying? So just know the difference between certain whiskeys because, you know, like don't come to the bar like thinking you know your shit when you don't know your shit. You know what I mean? So that's all I say. Like just know the difference between your Irish whiskeys, your scotches, and your bourbons. I mean, I'm not saying memorize the whole damn alcohol list and all its regions, but you know, just know the difference. Okay. And the final thing I want to say that you're not going to do to keep in mind when going to an Irish pub is, and I know this is going to sound really mean, so please forgive me, please forgive me, but the bartenders and the servers do not care, do not care if you are 12% Irish or that you're a quarter O'Neill or you're a a fucking 3%. We don't, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. No one goes to a Mexican restaurant and says, oh, I'm 30% Mexican. No one goes to a Japanese restaurant and says, oh, I'm 70% Japanese. Nobody goes to a fucking American restaurant and says, oh, I'm 12% Native American or whatever the fuck. No, no one, no one says that. No one cares. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that goes for people who work at Irish pubs, other Irish pubs don't care if you work at Irish pubs. And I say this for myself <laughs> because I'm going to tell you a funny story. It's not that funny. But I went to a Irish pub down in like Fort Lauderdale and I had gotten my hair done. My fiance was getting a tattoo touched up. So to kill time, I got my hair done and then just went across to this cute little like Irish pub. It was like really decorated on the outside. It looked really like hole in the wall-ish, but not so dive bar-y. Like it looked, it seemed cool. Walked in, 
come to realize, come to find out that the female bartender that was running the bar was actually the owner. And I thought that was really cool because I never met a female Irish bar owner or pub owner. And I've been to a few, I have to admit. And so she was really talkative, had the thick Irish accent, and I was just really intrigued and I really wanted to get to know her. And so I wanted to ask her like questions like, oh, like, where are you from? And wow, like your pub, like your pub is so cool. And I work at an Irish pub. Dude, she was so uninterested <laughs> in talking to me. Like even when I asked her like, oh, what part of Ireland are you from? She like, kind of got sassy with me and was like, oh, I'm not from Ireland. I'm from like Arkansas. And like, I guess her friend that was also sitting at the bar started laughing and she started laughing. And I was like, okay, bitch, like I'm spending my fucking money here. Like you don't have to be a cunt about it. Sorry for cursing. It just hurts my feelings. Um, We moved past it. She actually got much friendlier with me after the fact um, and kind of like told me about her obsession with Michael Jackson kind of felt weird about that but just started giving me the tour of her pub I can tell she was also drinking because she seemed a little lit as she was giving me the tour but whatever but just from that exchange I was like okay noted no one gives a fuck (laughs) so yeah when you go to an Irish pub I mean listen if it comes up in the conversation sure go with the flow of it But if you sit at a bar and you're talking to the bartender about the weather and you just go up and say, oh, yeah, I'm 12 percent Irish. You're just going to get the nice, cool, like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I'm half Dominican, half Puerto Rican, and I've never met someone that said I'm 12 percent Dominican. Like, it's not a thing. And I mean, I feel like people who have that kind of percentage of like being from like a different country. I feel like people that are whatever percentage Irish is like their flex. It's like, yeah, I'm cool. And it's like, but no one cares. I don't know. Just, we don't fucking care. So just try to hold back from it. I know that sounded really mean. I'm sorry, but it's just the facts. Okay. It's just the facts. Okay. And now the last thing, I think I said that this statement was the last thing, but I almost forgot another important, very important um, thing that you need to stop doing. Okay. I'm going to say it and then I'm going to over explain. Okay. So forgive me in advance. Do not and stop, please stop going to authentic Okay, and I say authentic because, again, I'm going to explain later. Authentic Irish pubs and asking for corned beef and cabbage. Mm -hmm. Stop. Stop ordering that. I'm going to tell you why. Because that's not Irish. It's not. It's actually Irish American. Let me explain. If you were to go to an Italian restaurant, you'll see on the menu perhaps a fettuccine alfredo or a chicken parmesan, right? Now, these items are American-Italian, Italian-American, right? I promise you, and, and it's not to brag, I've been to Italy. I used to, I lived in Italy for two months, and then I recently went back in April of 2022. If you were to go to Italy... You are not going to find on the menu fettuccine alfredo or chicken parmesan. Now, I'm going to rebuttal my statement by saying technically, 
you can find it in Italy. However, you're going to find it in the touristic destinations at the restaurants that are more marketed for tourists, like Americans and people that aren't from Europe. Because if you were to go to an authentic Italian restaurant, you're not going to find it on the menu because it's technically not authentically Italian. It's Italian-American. Same applies to corned beef and cabbage. All of my managers who are from Ireland have confirmed since the day I've been hired at my restaurant that corned beef and cabbage is not Irish and you will not find it in Ireland. I have coworkers that have been to Ireland more than once and have tested the theory and they have confirmed that there is no corned beef and cabbage in any Irish pub in Ireland. You will not find it because it's Irish American. Now, the reason why it's Irish American is because when the Irish migrated to America, they couldn't afford pork. They couldn't afford ham because those meats were considered a luxury, was expensive. So what was the cheapest meat they can buy was corned beef. So instead of making traditional rashers or pork or ham, they made corned beef and cabbage. So Irish Americans made this and this is basically how that um, traditional meal kind of came into place. I don't know about the Reuben. Don't fucking ask me about that. But corned beef and cabbage is Irish American. So if you go to an Irish pub and you happen to find it on the menu, just know that that is just for the people who ask for it. Maybe you are going to an Irish pub where, yeah, they're from Ireland. Or maybe they were born here, but they're Irish and they have the accent and they've traveled to Ireland and they apply all of the same culture traditions to their Irish pub. That's great. But again, it is Irish American. I cannot tell you how many times at my restaurant I have guests come in and they are fucking pissed that we don't have corned beef and cabbage. And I try to explain to them why we don't. And it's like they don't want to hear it. Oh, well, then you're not an authentic Irish pub if you don't have corned beef and cabbage. I mean, guys, technically we are because we don't have it because it's not Irish. But then I'm going to go ahead and rebuttal again because our menu does technically have some items that aren't really Irish. But the corned beef and cabbage idea is something they are strictly avoiding at all costs on our menu. I digress. But it's just something to keep in mind when coming to an Irish pub. Don't get upset if you can't find it on an Irish pub menu. It's only because it's technically not traditionally Irish. It's Irish American. I rest my case. Now, enough about the don'ts, okay? It sounded like I was being a little condescending and a little bit mean. I'm sorry, forgive me. I just want you guys to go to an Irish pub and not feel embarrassed. I want you to do the right thing, okay? I don't want you to be embarrassing yourself, doing cringy shit, and I don't want the bartender, server, Irish owner getting all judgy on you, all right? Trust what I'm saying is only for your benefit. Let me tell you the things you're going to do, all right? The, the, I'm going to now share with you the things you are going to do when going to an Irish pub. What you are going to do is order a Guinness. That's right, my friends. You're going to order a Guinness. And before you go and sit there and say, no, it's too heavy. It's too, it's too, no, bitch, it's not. Guinness is actually a light beer. Let me explain. Shit. Let me explain. I know Guinness is a stout. This is correct. Guinness is a dark, dark beer. This is correct. However, it is technically 
a light beer. It's very light. It's light in flavor and it's a light beer. And the only way I'm going to prove to you that it is a light beer is describing to you a half and half. Not the creamer, not the milk, but the pour. A half and half, or also known as a black and tan, depending on what pub or bar you go to, a half and half traditionally is half Guinness, half harp. Harp is an Irish lager, it's a light beer. And when you order that, you're gonna pour the harp first, halfway, and then on the other half of the glass, you're gonna now pour a Guinness. You use a spoon typically to help um, break apart both beers when you're pouring the Guinness. But if you ever are served a half and half and you look at it, you're going to notice that the Guinness floats on top while the lighter beer is at the bottom of the glass. Now, that's a half and half. A black and tan normally is done with bass. Bass is a light beer. Now, the perfect way to prove that a Guinness is a lighter beer than an actual light beer is that Guinness is going to float in the on the top and it's going to take a longer time to drop to the bottom of the glass. If you were to, let's say, pour a porter or a, a stout or a darker beer like a Smittix or maybe even a Kilkenny, it's going to drop directly to the bottom of the glass. It's barely going to give you that half black and tanned effect. Hence the reason why Guinness is a lighter beer because it floats on the top. It takes much longer to drop down. If it were an actual heavy beer it'll just drop completely down. It wouldn't even give you that two color effect. So I rest my case. Guinness is actually a very light beer. So what you're gonna do anyway is that you're gonna, you're gonna order a Guinness. And if you still feel like a little pussy and you don't wanna order it, then order a half and half, which is a drink I just described to you. And it's really good. Or if you like ciders, like sweeter beers, like bubbly sweeter beers, then order a black velvet, which is typically half Guinness, half cider. And that's really good too. I personally like Kilkenny's. They're nitro beers. It's a cream ale. Um, if you like Guinness, you'll probably like a Kilkenny. I like ordering that when I go to a bar. Um, but Guinness is obviously still cool too. So that's what you're going to do. What you're also going to do is you're going to order food. Yes, you are. You're either going to get fish and chips, bangers and mash, or shepherd's pie. Only those three things. Don't even bother looking at the menu. Or if you're not that hungry, what you're going to do is you're going to order french fries and a side of curry, curry sauce. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it's the perfect combination. And you'll find it almost at every Irish pub. It may not be on the menu, but I promise you they'll have curry sauce. So you're gonna order a side of fries and you're gonna get some curry sauce on the side and you're gonna dip your fries in that. Thank me later. What you're also going to do, if you can help it, get yourself a little Irish whiskey. And don't get Jameson. Stop getting Jameson. Here's the thing about Jameson. I have nothing against Jameson, okay? I, I love green tea shots. I like having my little Guinness bombs once in a while. I don't mind sipping on some Jameson in an Irish coffee. I don't mind it. I really don't. But the thing about Jameson is that it's a very popular whiskey and a whiskey that is very well marketed, okay? But it's not the only whiskey that exists, my friends. There are tons of other whiskeys to try. And if I can recommend a whiskey to you, an Irish whiskey, I'm going to recommend to you Rider's Tears. Okay, this is probably the first whiskey that I was introduced to. Can't really describe it to you too much, but I will say that the bottle is not that expensive. Um, if 
there's a Walmart near you or like a Walmart liquor store. Um, you can find it there. It's about, I know it's under $40. I haven't bought the bottle in a while, so don't quote me quite yet. Um, but it's a good whiskey. It's not that oaky. It's actually very, very smooth. And um, that was one of the first whiskeys I was introduced to. Tasted it, loved it, bought a bottle of it, and actually finished the bottle. I mean, not like in the way where it was like I finished the bottle in a scary, alcoholic way. But I finished it in the sense where it's like if I really wanted something to sip on over ice or neat or put in an Irish coffee or in an Irish cocktail, that's what I used. And I had it in my home bar. It's a beautiful bottle. Um, and yeah, I just, I recommend it all the time, even at my job. And it's not cheap at my job actually it's like $16 for a fucking shot um actually more expensive than Jameson but I think that's only because Jameson is more popular than Writer's Tears um but I definitely recommend it so Writer's Tears like write like when you write like a writer like someone who writes books a writer Uh uh-huh so Writer's Tears Tears as in like oh I'm tearing up I'm tearing because I'm crying yeah tears okay Writer's Tears Highly recommend it. If you're ever at an Irish pub or even at a bar and you see it on their whiskey list, try it over ice, try it neat, thank me later. It's actually really nice. It's a good one to sip on. And then lastly, another thing you're going to do when you go to an Irish pub is this. Now, I confirmed with my manager. She was like, okay, this is something that they used to do back in the day. It's not something that's implied. It's kind of common sense, but the Irish stand by it like hardcore and it was something that was taught to me during my training when I first got hired and I never forgot it and it's basically this if you're at an Irish pub and somebody buys you a drink you have to buy that person a drink no matter what but I'm going to take it a step further okay and if you're in a group setting everyone needs to apply to that rule So let's say it's you and your three friends and your friend orders a shot for everyone. Well, then I have to get a shot for everyone because my friend bought a shot for everyone. But now the third person in the group is like, okay, well, I have to buy a shot for everyone because you bought a shot for everyone. And then the other person now has to buy a shot for everyone because that person bought a shot for everyone. So if you're rolling up with four people and one person buys a shot, Well, now you're taking four shots. But now, if you're in a group of seven people and they buy a shot for the whole group and everybody applies to that rule, well, then everybody's taking another shot. And next thing you know, you're on the fucking floor. So basically, that is like the Irish customary like thing that you do when going to an Irish pub. If somebody buys you a drink, you got to buy them a drink. And then it's like a constant thing. And then that's how you get fucked up. So... It's applied to beer, it's applied to drinks, it's applied to shots. So yeah, and I mean, that's how they they drink like they drink. So I thought that was pretty funny. So definitely keep that in mind when you go to an Irish pub. Try to go in pairs, because if you go and you roll up with 12 people, oh, it's a fucking party. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, my friends, that kind of concludes the do's and don'ts when going to an Irish pub. I hope you learned something. I hope I made you giggle a little bit. And I hope you didn't take anything offensive. If you are the kind of person that has to say that you're 15% Irish, then keep doing it. Fuck it. Who cares? Whatever. 
I'm just letting you know the behind the scenes truth of what we're really thinking. But if you are a person that works at an Irish pub and actually is very invested in your guests family history tree then fuck it cool i i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry but for as long as i've worked at an irish pub and for as long as i've talked to bartenders and servers that have worked in multiple different places and we all share stories together and even from my personal experience of going to an irish pub and just sharing the fact that i work at an irish pub yeah they're not interested (laughs) they don't care so but you know it's all love it's all good vibes you know at the end of the day fuck it as long as you're having a good time and you're being respectful and you're a good person then don't worry about what other people think okay I just like to say this out loud because I always get random questions about what it's like working at an Irish pub and I've had all sorts of experiences working at one and it's honestly been the best so I hope you enjoyed the do's and don'ts of what to do. I hope I've encouraged you to order some whiskey when you go to a bar or to a pub if you've never done so before because I don't know what to order. Great. I just told you three things to order. Now you're set. (laughs) But anyways, my friends, I love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love recording podcast episodes for you guys. I love talking about things like this. I feel like this is really in my element. There's so many other things I really want to talk about, but I kind of second guess myself. But when it comes to the industry, working in restaurants and bars and just hospitality in general, I feel like this is really my domain and I could really go in on it. So you can definitely trust what I'm saying is legitimate. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love you guys so much. Make sure to find me on Instagram, YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure you comment, you know, just do it all for me, please. I love you. (laughs) And I'll see you next time. Mm